and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast, a podcast aimed at making your quilting life more fun and creative while connecting with quilters just like you. Join the staff of the magazines you love for a great episode filled with tips and tricks. Enjoy! Hello, and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayland, and I'm so excited to be here with you. So I am working on a few different sampler quilts right now, and many of the blocks have teeny tiny pieces. Uh, some pieces are even finishing at half an inch wide. Uh, and the nice part is that because it's a sampler quilt, I'm not making tons of these blocks over and over again. I'm just cutting fabrics for one. Uh, but still, I'm not used to working with such small pieces so often. And the smaller the pieces get, the less accurate my piecing seems to get. So I compiled a list of some top tips for working with small pieces. And hopefully they help anyone who's in the same boat as me. And if you're participating in our Blast from the Past sampler quilt like I am, you probably know exactly which blocks I'm talking about with those small pieces, right? <laughs> so tip one is to choose fabrics carefully. So when we're cutting small pieces, we want to make sure we can see the print of the fabric and also the colors of the print accurately. Some large-scale prints, novelty prints, or fabrics with a lot of colors may not look right once we've cut them down to a small size and pieced them together. One way you can check if your fabric works with that size piece you need to cut is by making a viewing window. So you can take a piece of paper and cut the finished size of the piece out from the middle. So for example, if you need to cut a one and a half inch square, the finished size is one inch. So cut a one inch square in the middle of your paper. Then you can lay the paper over the fabric to see if the fabric's colors and prints still read right at that smaller size. This viewing window can actually also help you fussy cut fabric if you need to. In most cases, uh, I will choose tone-on-tones, smaller prints, or even solids for those tiny pieces. Tip two is to scale down your tools. So many times it's easiest to work with small pieces when our tools were made for the job. A few weeks ago on the podcast, I shared how I bought a 28 millimeter rotary cutter and it helped my cutting of smaller pieces feel just more precise and controlled. So in general, consider subbing out your rulers, rotary cutter, even iron and other common tools for smaller ones, which handle those tiny pieces more delicately and accurately than their larger versions. I really always feel silly when I'm cutting small squares of fabric with my six by 24 inch ruler, uh, especially when I have smaller rulers that would get the job done better. <laughs> so tip three is to starch your fabrics. Now I am not a starcher usually, uh, but for those tiny pieces, I will bring out my starch bottle. Starch helps keeps your fabric, um, you know, in shape, makes it a little stiffer, 
So you can cut and sew those smaller pieces just a little easier. Tip four is how to set up your machine. So when you're working with small pieces, any variations in seam allowance can really add up. So to get the most accurate quarter inch seam, you can use a quarter inch foot with a guide if your machine comes with one. Um, I also suggest swapping out your throat plate for the straight stitch plate if you have one. Uh, that straight stitch plate is a really handy tool for sewing small pieces uh, because it doesn't have the wider hole that allows for the needles swing for that, those specialty stitches. There's less of a chance for those small pieces to get sucked down into the machine when you're sewing. There is just nothing worse than your machine eating the corner of your pieces as you sew. You can also sew with a leader or ender strip to help solve that problem too. Tip five is to sew for success. So small pieces logically have less fabric to catch in your stitches. So you may want to shorten your stitch length a little. That way your stitches catch the pieces a little more often to hold them in tight. So there have been some times when I'm sewing small pieces together where because I'm just using a standard stitch length, it'll miss catching that last little bit of the pieces in the stitch. And then your pieces can easily come unraveled. So then I'll bump my stitch length down to two or two millimeters or even like 1.8 millimeters if the pieces are tiny. And if you're worried about your fingers getting in the way of sewing or even not having enough fabric to hold onto to confidently guide the pieces through the machine, you can use a stiletto, which allows you to hold pieces tight as you push pieces through the machine. And lastly, I just want to share a few of my thoughts about machine quilting quilts with smaller pieces. So kind of depending on the quilt pattern, but Intricate or large scale quilting patterns can really overwhelm small piecing in a quilt. So just keep that in mind as you're choosing a quilting pattern. Uh, often I just stick with like a simple all over design across the quilt to keep the focus on the piecing. Uh, my philosophy is that if I'm going to spend all that time and effort piecing small pieces, I want my piecing to shine over my machine quilting. But, you know, obviously do whatever quilting speaks to you. If you want to tackle small pieces and join our Blast from the Past sampler quilt, I'll link to it in our show notes. It's not all small pieces, but there are some blocks that will help you practice using those small pieces. We're going to take a quick ad break, but when we come back, we're highlighting some local quilt shops and sharing ways quilters are making a difference in their communities. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back. I just want to give a quick shout out to the quilt shops featured in our newest issue of Quilt Sampler magazine. For those who don't know what Quilt Sampler is, 
It's a magazine dedicated to highlighting the stories of quilt shops around the United States and Canada and celebrating the great work they do in their communities. Each quilt shop also designs a quilt pattern that's featured in the magazine, and they sell kits for their quilt pattern. So you can make it exactly the way they made it, which is really awesome. So here are the 10 quilt shops featured in our fall-winter 2022 issue of Quilt Sampler. The Common Thread from Dalonega, Georgia. The Shiplap Quilt Shop and Coffee House from Tenano, Washington. Patchwork Plus from Dayton, Virginia. Make It So from El Reno, Oklahoma. Anna Louisa's Quilt Shop in Navarre, Ohio. The Sewing Basket from Plymouth, Wisconsin. Cotton and Chocolate Quilt Company from Thousand Oaks, California. Stitcher's Garden in Pueblo, Colorado. Log Cabin Quilt Shop in Elkhorn, Iowa. And Raybon Sew and Quilt Shop in Fargo, North Dakota. So congrats to all of those featured shops. What an honor. If you're in the area of one of these shops, make sure you stop by for a visit. Or if you're traveling to one of these states, you now have a quilt shop destination. So to get the patterns and see more about all these shops, make sure you pick up your copy of Quilt Sampler magazines on newsstands now, um, or we'll link to places to buy it online in our show notes. So now I'm handing the mic over to Allison for Quilting Changes Everything. Take it away, Allison. Shane Foster, an optometrist in Athens, Ohio, has taken it upon himself to carry on his family's quilting tradition. Growing up, he always had quilts in the home, saying, It's just something that was always in my family. My great-grandmothers on my mom's side were both quilters. I always had a quilt on my bed growing up, so I assumed everybody had that. As Shane's relatives got older and stopped making quilts because of age or had passed away, he realized that the art of quilt making might not carry on in his family. He always wanted someone in the family to take up quilting to honor his great-grandmothers and follow in their footsteps. Once he realized that nobody else was interested in making quilts, he took it upon himself to learn the craft. After contracting COVID-19 last year, his family doctor recommended that he find a hobby that would allow him to relax and de-stress. Shane realized that this opportunity was exactly the right time to learn how to quilt. Since his grandmothers had long since passed at that point, he looked to YouTube to watch tutorials and learn everything he could. He said, I think in a way, it's like having somebody there showing you how to do it. It's like if I had learned from my grandmother and great-grandmother, saying, no, this is how you do this, and then I'm going to show you how to do this part, but it's on demand. It doesn't matter to Shane how he has gone about learning the art of quilting, all that matters is he's carrying on his family legacy. He's been working with some fabric that his great-grandmother cut out but was never able to finish. Now I'm taking those pieces and I'm honoring her memory and doing it the way she intended, but I'm also putting my own twist on it by using some fabrics that I chose, he said. 
this amalgam of different fabrics to make it kind of a combination work between her and me. Shane is just getting started on his quilting journey. Though he has completed many projects, he's looking forward to exploring quilting as a source of artistic expression. Even though he wishes he could have learned directly from his grandmothers, he is grateful that he has YouTube to turn to in their stead. This next story is about a daughter in Iowa honoring her dad through quilting. When it came time for Allie Maroy's father to retire from the Des Moines Fire Department as fire captain, she knew she wanted to create something to commemorate the occasion. Allie decided to create a quilt made of t-shirts from fire departments all across the country. After putting a call out on TikTok earlier this year asking for people to send fire department shirts from their area, she received more than 170 shirts. Using these shirts, Allie and her mother came up with a layout to turn the shirts into a quilt. They are not quilters themselves, but were able to find a generous quilt maker in the area to assemble it for free. Her father was absolutely flattered by the thoughtful gift, saying, It was very heartfelt because I know all the work that went through to get it to me. And I wasn't real surprised by how many shirts they ended up with because across the nation, when a firefighter or someone wants something, they just respond. The quilt is made up of shirts from all 50 U.S. states and even some from firefighters who had served overseas. All of the shirts have been fussy cut to focus on each station's logo, so it's not your typical t-shirt made up of entire shirt fronts. It takes a lot of small logos and emblems to make up a large quilt. Thanks so much, Allison. We're going to take a quick ad break, but when we come back, we're sharing some products we love and a trend we're seeing. Welcome back. Now it's time to share some products we love. The first is called Hexagon Ruler Box Woolies. So me and my stitches and Yellow Creek Quilt Designs have teamed up to sell this bundle of a kit, a pattern, um, for one of eight small wool projects, and it comes with a hexagon-shaped box to showcase your finished project. So these projects are cute and tiny, only about five inches, and they're in a hexagon shape to fit the box. Of course, the box can also be used separately to store small tools or thread. There are some really cute designs, especially for this time of year. So there are fall leaves, a pumpkin and a cat, Christmas tree, a schoolhouse, flowers, just small, simple projects to help decorate for the season. The next product is called Studio Scrap Bag. This bag is from Sue Spargo, and it contains about half a yard of hand-dyed wool scraps and remnants. So they're sold in six different colorways. So you can buy blacks and grays, neutrals, blues, greens, peaches, or plums. And it's just a great way to get a variety of wool for the projects you're working on. Because sometimes you don't need big pieces of only a few colors. You may need a lot of small pieces of a lot of colors to add interest. Okay, the next product is called floss bobbins. They are clear, larger bobbins from the gypsy quilter. 
And each bobbin can hold up to two skeins of embroidery floss. And then the top of the bobbin snaps down to hold it in place so you don't get any tangles or kinks or unraveling. And the bobbins are clear, so it's really handy to still see the color of the thread that's inside. The best part is the bobbins interlock with each other so you can stack all the floss you need for a project together. Just makes it easier to carry it along with you. Okay, the next product is the Quilt Block Stationery Set. So you can add a quilty touch to your correspondence with a stationery set featuring quilt block designs. So this set comes with four foldable blank cards, four flat blank cards, and a 60-sheet notepad, and then the eight envelopes for the cards are included. It's just so cute, and the set is only $12.50, which is really reasonable. It would also make a really great gift for other quilters in your life. And then the last product is a just-for-fun thing, but it is a t-shirt from Kristen Peralt that has a cute ghost shape on it, and it's made out, up of patchwork scraps. So it kind of looks like the ghost, instead of wearing a sheet, is wearing like a patchwork scrappy quilt. Uh, it's so cute. It's just a fun thing you can wear around Halloween. Uh, the shirt is unisex and it comes in three different colors, but it's just a fun little thing. So I will link to all these products in the show notes in case you want to check them out more. And now I'm handing the mic over to Beth for what's trending. So take it away, Beth. Hi, I'm Beth, and I'm back with another trend we've been noticing lately. All summer, I've been seeing 90s trends in terms of fashion. So I've been noticing wide leg pants, stonewash and embellished denim, fanny packs are back, chunky headbands, and bike shorts. So if you want to bring some of this trendy 90s vibes to your quilts, here are some suggestions. Plaids, black and white check, and bright colors all give that 90s vibe. If you're feeling extra nostalgic, check out the Malibu Barbie collection from Riley Blake Designs. This fabric line has hot pink, blue, and yellow, and it gives a great vintage look. For whimsical quilt patterns, including cassette tapes, boom boxes, and even a Nintendo controller, search Lisa Flower. That's Lisa spelled L-Y-S-A. Her work is retro made modern using cheeky cheerfulness with bright graphic, optimistic colors and a whole lot of retro vibes. She has several fun fabric lines with Paintbrush Studio fabrics that really have a fun vintage feel. Libs Elliott is another designer that has amazing bright quilts and graphic black and white. She really isn't afraid of color and her quilts are so dramatic. The designs are a little bit funky and so fun and unexpected. She has a fabric line with Figo fabrics as well. If you are looking to give your wardrobe a fresh look, this is a great time to use those sewing skills. I've been seeing embellished denim everywhere. You can add embroidery stitches either by hand or machine to your jeans to get this look. I've seen a lot of denim with floral designs, but my fave was a pair of jeans with a big stitch embroidered design that looked like a Lemoyne Star quilt block. It's a great way to give a fresh look to an old pair of jeans and also add a little nod to your quilting hobby. 
Another fun idea is adding a quilt block to the back of a denim jacket. Dig through that stack of orphan blocks to see if you have anything that you could use already on hand. A little pop of pattern on the pockets would be a fun touch if you're looking for something a little more subtle. Scrunchies are back too. So we have a free pattern on our website if you want to get in on this trend. A fat eighth and some elastic is all you need for this quick and easy project. Search scrunchie on allpeoplequilt.com to find this one. This would be such a fun project to sew with a child or a grandchild. Everything old is new again. I think the biggest takeaway right now is that anything goes. Whether you're making a quilt or embellishing clothing, embrace what you love and you'll always be on trend. Thanks so much, Beth. Uh, we see the 90s trending pretty hard right now, and we are excited about it because we're celebrating our 30th anniversary of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine early next year. Um, so we've been looking back over these 30 years, and we started in the 90s. So we're we're kind of our brains are kind of there, but. I know I mentioned the blast from the past sampler quilt that we're doing to celebrate um, our anniversary. Um, I will link to it in the show notes. It is just, we're about halfway through right now, but the, the sampler quilt goes until April. So there is plenty of time to catch up. We only release a few blocks a month. So please join in to help us celebrate, join the fun. We're having a blast. Everyone have a great week. all and thanks for listening keep in touch american patchwork and quilting is on facebook pinterest and instagram at all people quilt email us at apqpodcast at meredith.com resources for this week can be found at allpeoplequilt.com slash podcast and if you love the american patchwork and quilting podcast please subscribe on your favorite podcast app for free and don't forget to rate and review the show it helps other quilters find us have a creative week.